how isn't it good still to be able to come and to worship, enter in his presence with thanksgiving, being able to declare that we can raise a hallelujah in the middle of the storm. Well, we're going to turn to God's word now. So, and over the next 20 or 25 minutes, I want to share with you what the church looks like at the minute in two different ways. What it looks like in the bigger picture, but also I then want to zoom in right to your household to what it looks like to be the church in your house. So if you've got your Bibles, will you turn with me to the book of Philippians? And as you do that, I'm just going to pray for us and then we'll get into God's word. Father, we thank you that we can still gather, that the church is not closed, but in fact the church is open more than ever. And Father, I just pray now as we come to your word, Lord, we declare that your word has power, that your word can change lives. But Father, now as we come to your word, Lord, will you still our hearts, will you still our minds, would you get rid of any distractions that might be around us? So, Lord, we can fully focus on what you want to say to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're going to focus a bit on 1 Philippians this morning. And we're going to pick it up from verse 12. And I'm going to be reading from the message version this morning. And this little caption that I'm going to look at really focuses on this phrase that they can't imprison the message. Now just a bit of background, this is wrote by Paul, and it's his message to the Philippian church. Now at this time, Paul is imprisoned, and I'm sure some of you now are kind of feel as if you're imprisoned. Albeit it's not in a prison, you're stuck in a household between four walls, you might have kids that are driving you insane, you might have partners that are driving you insane, or it might be like me, you might have family that you're just thinking, go on, get out, go for your daily walk. But I want us to look at this morning about how we can have joy of being imprisoned, of what we can get out of it if we have the same heart and same mindset as what Paul had. So picking up from verse 12, I want to report to you, friends, that my imprisonment here has had the opposite of its intended effect. Instead of being squelched, the message has actually prospered. Amen. All of the soldiers here and everyone else too found out that I'm in jail because of this Messiah. That piqued their curiosity and now they've learned all about him. May the people around us pique their curiosity so they can know about him. Not only that, but most of the Christians here have become far more sure of themselves and their faith and are speaking out fiercely about God, about Messiah. Why well, wouldn't that be amazing if during this time we would become more sure of ourselves in our faith, that we would begin to speak out fiercely about him? It's true that some people here preach Christ because with me out of the way, they think they'll step right into the spotlight, but others do it with the best heart in the world. One group is motivated by pure love, knowing that I am here defending the message and wanting to help. The others now that I'm out of the picture are merely greedy, hoping to get something out of it for themselves. Their motives are bad. They see me as their competition, and so the worse it goes for me, the better they think for them. And I love this next bit. Paul's reaction to those people, that their motives and their hearts aren't quite what it should be. 
So how am I to respond? I've decided that I really don't care about their motives, whether mixed, bad or indifferent. But every time one of them opens his mouth, Christ is proclaimed. So I just cheer them on. And I'm going to keep that celebration going because I know how it's going to turn out. Through your faithful prayers and the generous response for the Spirit of Jesus Christ, everything that he wants to do in and through me will be done. I can hardly wait to continue on my course. I don't expect to be embarrassed in the least. On the contrary, everything happening to me in this jail only serves to make Christ more accurately known. Regardless of whether I live or die, they didn't shut me up. They gave me a pulpit. Alive, I'm Christ's messenger. Dead, I'm his bounty. Life versus even more life. I can't lose. As long as I'm alive in this body, there is good work for me to do. If I had to choose right now, I'd hardly know which I'd choose. Hard choice. The desire to break camp here and be with Christ is powerful. Some days I can't think of nothing better, but most days, because of what you were going through, I'm sure that it's better for me to stick it out here. So I plan to be around a while. Companion to you as your growth and joy in this life of trust in God continues. You can start looking forward to a great reunion when I come to visit you again. We'll be praising Christ, enjoying each other. And God had his blessing upon his words. So I just want to look in these times at the minute about what it looks like for the church. You know, if we rewind a couple of weeks ago, we had our last service all together in church and things were great. And then it was almost like a split instance. Things changed. Life's changed. Church has changed. But I'm so thankful that we can still do this here. I can still talk to you. I can still share with you. Thank God for technology, that we can video call, that we can text message, that we can do all these wonderful things. And I, I, I get this thought in my head that the, the enemy must be thinking, get him. Churches are closing their doors. I've won. I saw this picture the other day on Facebook, and I'm sure it'll appear up here somewhere. But it was this, that actually, you know what? Churches have closed their doors, but now there are churches everywhere. Because as Pastor Nathan's been reminding us, as reminded in God's word, the church is not the building. You are the church. I'm the church. We are the church. So as we gather in our homes, as we worship, as we read his word, as we share his love with people around us, we are being the church. We are being that light in the darkness that God has called us to be. Let not our circumstances change our motives. Let not our circumstances change the calling that God has put on our church for this year. Being that light in the darkness, that beacon on the hill. What a better time than to do that now. The church is full of scattered servants. I shared this picture at Stockton a few weeks ago, before all this happened. And I can just picture it now. As there's this black canvas all around this world. The world's in darkness. People are losing loved ones. People are hurting. People are worried about their finances. The country is starting to get really concerned about what this is going to mean economically going forward. And I'm not here to say I've got the answer for that because I certainly don't. 
But what I am convinced more than ever is that as the church rises up, that we will start to see pricks of light shine through that dark canvas. And it is as each household proclaims his word, proclaims that God is the answer, that we will see light and breaking through that dark canvas. That when this is over, people will look back and go, wow, the church really made a difference. God's love was so immeasurable that it just overpowered cities, communities. So I want to encourage you, be that light in the darkness in your community. It might be as simple as putting a note through a neighbour's door saying that I'm going shopping on Thursday. If you need anything, let me know and I'll get it for you. It might just be calling them up, saying that I know you're on your own. Here's my number, call me or I'll call you every couple of days just to see how you're doing and having a chat. But it just gives me great courage that this church, that the devil thinks is closed, is actually open more than ever and we're going to make inroads like we've never seen before. Coronavirus is not going to stop us. Nothing can stop God. Isn't that amazing? So just remind yourself that maybe when thinking, oh, we don't want to be with my church family. You know, we will return one day and we will gather and we will worship again and it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to gather and worship with you all. You know, maybe we'll see some new faces there. Maybe you, you've come across this video today and you've never been to our church before. I'd encourage you to come along and back open. But I also want to encourage you that God has a plan and purpose through this. The enemy has been defeated. The victory belongs to him. So I just want to look at kind of what we can get out of this passage from Paul's perspective. Now Paul's in prison. You know, I've never been in prison, but I can only imagine what it feels like. Being completely shut out. And God has an opportunity. Paul has a, a choice here. He can either accept that his surroundings and his circumstances define who he is and what he can do. Or he turns, and this is what he chooses to do, he says, actually, you know what? I belong to God. I'm a child of God. I don't fear what I'm going through. My circumstances and my surroundings do not tell me what I can and can't do. I'm going to praise him and I'm going to share the love and the message of Jesus Christ more than ever before. And I love the responses that we see throughout this passage. Now when he's in prison, people around him must have thought, this is going to shut Paul up. No longer will he share about this God. No longer will he share about what God is doing. But actually it has the complete opposite effect. Instead of being squelched, the message has actually prospered. May in these times, the message, the gospel of Jesus Christ, prosper more than ever before. People are looking for answers. Government are looking for answers. Countries are looking for answers. What do we do? What's happening? How do we move forward from this? The answers are in the book. The answers are in the fallen God. 
So pray for our government. Pray for those around you. You know, I wouldn't want to be in the government's position at the moment. They can't win. But what I am convinced we need to do is to pray for them. Pray for God's wisdom. Pray for guidance. Pray for protection. And pray that actually we will, as a nation, we will turn back to him. You know, that passage that we look at so many times. If we will humble ourselves and pray and turn to him, he will heal our land. Let's begin to humble ourselves and pray. And we begin to see all the soldiers in here find out that they're there. And then because they were that curious as to Paul, because Paul's been that light in that darkness, he's going about things differently. He's going to share God. He's going to share God's love. They're so curious about it that they learn about him. Isn't that amazing? The imprisoned soldiers that think, get him, we've got him. They actually learn about God because of they put Paul in prison. So during these times when it might feel like we're locked down, may those people around us know more about God. And this is my prayer for us as well as a church. Most of the Christians here have become far more sure of themselves in faith than ever, speaking out fiercely about God. Now I want us to take this time to really consider about what we can get out of here. That actually we can make the most of this opportunity. Let the positives outweigh the negatives. And maybe this morning you're thinking, well Adam, there's not much positives about here. If you have a roof over your head, if you're able to watch this this morning, there is a positive. If you have food, there is a positive. And the biggest positive role is that God's in control. I believe God is for us as individuals. He was saying to me, Adam, use this time for a time of intimacy. Now, I don't know about you, but when life a few weeks ago was kind of full on and we had work, we had jobs to do, then we had church on top of that, and there was just so much going on. There were some days when I'm like, oh, I haven't even had time to fit God's word in here. And that's me being honest with you, and that's something that I need to look at and learn from those times, that actually God's word needs to be prioritised. But in these times where distractions are as, as little as they possibly can be, you know, you might have still have kids running around, but... We've got more time than ever on our hands. So let's use the most of it. Let's spend time in his word. Let's spend time praying. Let's make that a routine. And that's one of the first practical things I want to mention. If you're struggling during these times of lockdown, get a routine going. Set time aside to look, this time of the day, this is when I spend time in God's word. This is the time when I'm going to exercise. This is the time when I'm going to spend time a bit of reading. I'm going to eat at this time. And that might change day to day, but get a routine in place. You know, my routine's totally changed. I go to sleep later and I wake up later. But I've got that routine throughout the day and it has helped so much. You know, these times, it really springs to mind mental health. And how lockdown and the government are saying that there's going to be a big issue with mental health. That anxiety and depression is going to cripple in. 
I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I battled with it a bit last year, but when you spend time in God's Word, when you prioritise Him first, you will see a breakthrough in that. When you declare that God is good, as Paul does, when you declare that the joy of the Lord is yours over your life, that the goodness of God follows you and chases after you, you can see a breakthrough in your mental health. Anxiety and depression can be gone in the name of Jesus. Choose joy in this time. You know, here's Paul's heart. It's actually, you know what? I'm locked in, but I'm choosing to follow. Everything's going against me, but I'm going to celebrate his goodness. And this time, maybe you're a different church that's watching in this. I want to encourage you, make the most of this opportunity. We're all doing the best as we can to bring church online. But let's make sure that we don't lose track of what's important. And that very thing that's important is making Jesus Christ known. Some of us have got better technology, some of us have got worse. But let's make sure that the important thing is that the gospel is central to everything that we do. That the kingdom is expanded during these times. And I'm just going to pick up just finally, and we're just coming into a close in a few minutes. I love Paul's attitude towards this. So he's celebrating the people around him because Christ has been proclaimed. Let's encourage each other. Let's build each other up. Let's make sure that our hearts and motives are in the same place. And that is to share God's love. Let's make sure this lockdown, as it says in here, does not shut us up, but actually it gives us a pulpit. To share this message that Jesus Christ is alive. You know, we've got to celebrate that Jesus Christ is alive just last week during Easter. Let's declare that even more now. As long as I'm alive in this body, there is good work for me to do. There is good work for us to be doing during these times. Let's not let us cripple us. Let's not let us get us down. Now, maybe this is a message for us as well as this last bit. Let's make sure that we grow and have joy in this life that God's entrusted us with. But actually, well, we can start to look forward to a great reunion when we get to visit again, that we'll be praising Christ and that we can enjoy being with each other. You know, people are saying, can't wait till life gets back to normal. You know, Stephen Furtick, who's the pastor of Elevation Church, had a great message this morning about actually none of this life is normal. You know, we go through this Bible, Paul rejoicing and praising God in prison isn't normal. David beating Goliath isn't normal. You know, let's step into a new season. I don't want to go back to normality. I want us to step forward into a new season where we see growth, where we see the kingdom expanded more than it's ever seen before. Let us learn from these times. Press into what God has in store for us. Press into what God wants you to do in these coming weeks and months. 
that when we return, it will not be normal. It will be better. That we will strive forward as the church. That we will see unity within the church. Power, strength. That we will see the Holy Spirit move across the city. Not like it has done before. Not like it normally does. But actually that the Holy Spirit, that he would move more than ever. So I hope you've been encouraged this morning. Let's choose to have that heart of Paul. Let's not allow the circumstances that we find ourselves in cripple us and break us in. But let's actually, let's choose to have the joy of the Lord as our strength. Let's break through in this season. Break through and break out. Sharing God's love in this time. Actually, you know what? It doesn't matter what we're going through. God is in control. He wants the best for us. He loves you and he loves me. And what an amazing truth that is in this time. Government can lock us down and probably rightly so to try and contain this virus. And they can contain the virus, but they can't contain the gospel of Jesus Christ. That the more they lock us down, the more that it would ex- the God's word would expand. So let's become expectant for these times to come. That the gospel is going to be shared, that kingdom is going to be expanded as lives are changed and won for Jesus Christ. I said, be encouraged with the smaller church. And in a moment, we're going to go into a song. It's a song we haven't done before. Some of you may have heard it. And it talks about that this is how we have to fight our battles. And I want us to choose to have this attitude that this is how we're going to fight our battles. During this time, is we're going to choose to worship. That there's power in worship, there's breakthrough in worship. We're going to choose to follow him more than ever. We're going to choose to have more intimate time with him. We're going to choose to share his love around those people more than ever. As this song comes on, maybe just hold your hands out. Say, God, I might be struggling this morning, but I want to live the life like Paul lived his. Forgetting his surroundings and choosing to follow you. Knowing that when I follow you, when I have your will at the very forefront, that I can't go far wrong. So bless you. Let this song encourage you. Let it equip you daily to worship, to fight through your battles by following him. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Lord and Lord.